How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going today, Dave? It's going all right. How's it going today, Dan? It's going all right. How's it going today, Jake? Oh, my gosh. Uh, so... I've never been in this situation before. Jake, you got to pass it back to me. You got to answer. Uh, uh, answer uh, uh, it. <laughs> it's going good. Real it's possible. No, it's uh, um, it's going it's going pretty well. I've had a lot of time off recently. Play a lot of video games. Nice. Um, living the dream, you know. Um, I can't remember if you guys actually answered. <laughs> I think it was just pretty good pass. <laughs> pretty good pass. Pretty good pass. Yeah. Like, here's my biography of the recent days and weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we should we should introduce, or we can have. I don't know how how introductions work, but uh, for would you rather self-introduce or be introduced? Right. Ooh. Um. I've uh, along with my plethora of technical knowledge what we talked about in the pre-roll um i know how to self-promote if nothing else oh that's true well we'll leave you to it hello my name is daniel of course i am a former twitch streamer (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah a big fan of video games that's only been furthered by uh the 2020 disaster we're all living through so being able to sit and play games is pretty much my jimmy jam yeah well, we have that. <laughs> we, we we do have that in common. Oh, yeah. That we do. You could say it was a primary bonding uh, apparatus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, playing, uh, playing Dota 2 and... Uh, in, uh, <laughs> what the, what yeah. the hell is that building called on campus? Um, whatever. Fine. Care, oh. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I almost got yeah. in trouble because uh, I was being I was too proud of my Lich gameplay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, sacrifice with the best of them. <laughs> this isn't a Dota two podcast. It could be, but <laughs> we're talking we're, about something else. I mean, we're like three years overdue for another one. There's been a lot of changes, so maybe, maybe in the works. We're only I mean, like if you, guys, if you guys want to have like a two hour discussion just about Aghanim shards, like mm-hmm. I'm down. Dave's tried. Dave has tried. <laughs> I, I have a I have a new religion for you guys to join. It's the Church of Tidehunter Aghanim Shard. And uh, mm-hmm. it's great, but we'll what was, talk about that later. Yeah, I know. Well, this is a, this is our dedicated like off time. Uh, basically, we make sure that if anyone clicked on the podcast because of the title of the game, they right. lose interest before we start talking about the game. So what is <laughs> right. what yeah, is like five to eight minutes consistently? Yeah, yeah, Tidehunter. Yeah. <laughs> what does Tidehunter's uh, shard do? Because okay. I actually haven't played since the so, shards came out. Let, let let me let me pitch it to you as written. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Anchor Smash now does an additional 90 bonus damage on hit. Oh, that's a lot. Uh, yeah, he gets like he, at level four, he gets 90 bonus damage on top of whatever his regular attack damage is. So it mm. basically doubles the bonus damage. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Anchor Smash now affects buildings. Oh, for like the armor reduction? It For the attack reduction. Oh. Anchor Smash reduces the attack of the people that it hits and also applies okay. any on hit effects that tide hunter has built was i thinking of riptide was that a naga's maybe. thing maybe at armor reduction at some point yeah, that's um, so yeah. you anchor smash a tower you get the level <laughs> 15 talent which reduces damage by 20 percent even additional now towers do 80 percent less damage that's a lot that's not a lot six of damage. seconds on a four second cooldown so yeah. 
enemies will fortify and your creeps are just like uh, it's fine we're taking like 10 damage it's cool <laughs> <laughs> so it starts rapid fire split shot does nothing yeah it's sick ogre magi's buff the tower on the other side and it's just faster at doing nothing yeah, I'm, I'm experimenting with an on-hit build where I just, like, build Maelstrom. <laughs> and I'm just, like, I'm just going to anchor smash on cooldown. We're just going to see if it works out for me. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I'm looking forward to see how much this shifts meta. I played Nature's Prophet the other day. Yeah. Mm. Girl, is good. It does seem like... Dave, I feel like I, every Dota 2 star you have is, like, so I was playing Nature's Prophet. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played him in actually, like, two years. I've switched over to, like, Venomancer, Tree and Protector... Okay. Undying's always a staple too. Just right. aggressive people who I call P4 but then become P3 when somebody <laughs> like TP's home. Um it's like it's like someone TP's like, "Oh no, they're ganking mid. Let me go help." And they're like, "I'm going to stay in farm though." <laughs> oh no, I, I got it'd be more, more helpful at the next team fight when I have more experience and money. <laughs> uh, don't worry guys, I'll take care of split pushing. <laughs> <laughs> Just farms AFK for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> Don't let me house it. I will take your dog from you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's the way that uh, Ice Frog wants people to play Dota much anymore. Based off the fact they kind of just destroyed the jungle as a solo start. Yeah. It's not really a thing. Yeah. But like so often safe safe lanes are just like... So, so often off lane uh, heroes are just like we're going to make the safe lane miserable so usually mm-hmm. the carry ends up farming jungle at like 10 minutes anyway just yeah. because of like oh we're gonna pick a uh, bristle necrophos like stand in the creep way <laughs> like, no no i'm gonna leave <laughs> yeah that's pretty abysmal uh, abyssal, abyssal even. yeah oh, uh, so anyway the new blink deck <laughs> overwhelming I, blink is my shit <laughs> also great on tidehunter by the way uh for the church of the anchor smash um yeah no, that's pretty good um so anyways yakuza is a video game um it is it's also a crime organization <laughs> yeah named after the video game series obviously <laughs> right uh back back in the 17 and 1800s when organized crime was becoming an official thing in japan um, mm. They're like, they're going to make a video game about this. <laughs> you know what's funny? I actually do have one tidbit. Uh, sure, go ahead. For this, which was um, like, I at least read this somewhere. I don't know how you verify something like this, Wikipedia but right. uh, like actual uh, Yakuza, like real life members approved of the portrayal and like um, of Yakuza, like interpersonal relationships, things like that. Um, for Yakuza Zero, you should you need to check out the and I should I probably should have had this preloaded. The guy who like is sort of like the creative like Sakurai esque uh, force behind the Yakuza series. Mm-hmm. He literally like dresses up and has his hair cut and tries to <laughs> appear as if he is himself like a Yakuza like uh, like strong guy thug. Oh my gosh! Like, oh yeah. Like there was a oh, four video about it, like because you know sometimes they'll get like random grabs from like game creators for like their just like random little shit posty two minute, yeah. you know whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they actually they got a grab with this guy, and he's just like there in a leather jacket, like oh, fuck you want punk and rock <laughs> like, oh, thanks, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
you know, it's going to be very intimidating at video game conferences. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who, let, who let this organized criminal in here? <laughs> Wait, well, do people who participate in organized crime organize criminals or? Hmm. No, that's a that's a different role within the organization. It's actually a non-criminal role within the organization to organize the criminals themselves. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so there's, like an, there's like a criminal office manager and they're the mm-hmm. organized criminal. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Organized crime is the overall thing, but there's an organizer at the company and the organized criminals are organized by the organizer within the organized crime organization. Right. Mm-hmm. Oregon. So their crime, counterfeit organs. <laughs> the organizer. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> that's like a that's shitty Spider-Man name. one-off. Like, oh no, it's Big Wheel, an organizer. They're yeah, right. <laughs> Let me take this MIDI file and make it haunting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, uh, Yakuza, Yakuza is a video. I'm going to say it a different way every time I pronounce the word. Yeah. Yakuza um, is is a, a video game series. I've only played one of them. I've only played Yakuza 0. Um, yeah. Is anybody else familiar with the series? What have you guys played of it? Obviously. I have played one Yakuza game, as it turns out. <laughs> Excellent. Conveniently, this one. Uh, I played a little bit of Zero, <laughs> a lot less than Jake. Mm-hmm. I did Not beat the game. Confused with the band. But yeah. I liked it though. It seems to have like a much slower pacing and actually cares about the world it is building through the characters and the environment. Like it's not like obviously we've been recently playing Cyberpunk. It's this huge landscape, but this is like, hey, this is like your town. These are your streets. Like you know corners, you know locations, you know people. Mm-hmm. Do they do they keep that kind of feel for um Yakuza like a dragon? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, granted, I don't have massive Yakuza experience to compare contrast it to. <laughs> right. And uh, for reasons we'll get into later, this is obviously a large departure for the series, just like mm-hmm. structurally. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, uh, you have it's one of those games where like you walk a block and you just like there is a new person who has the problem that you're the apparent <laughs> you, right. are, you are the everyman of of uh your town um, the universal problem solver right yeah. you know like if i feel like and i can't i can't exactly quantify it but i feel like if i were actually going to just do the yakuza like a dragon main story that i could probably have it wrapped up in like a couple days of just dedicated play. I feel mm-hmm. like if I tried to grab every side story as well and run down every mini game to its conclusion, I feel like I'd be on this game for like a month and a half. Jeez. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's kind of how it started. Like when I, when I picked up the game, it was near release and I played it for like, I didn't play anything else for like two or three weeks. And I still have a few chapters left. Like <laughs> it's, that sounds it, about right. It's nuts. There's so much, side everything it, mm-hmm. it feels like the it, the main story is like a, okay this is a very down-to-earth crime story about you know organized crime and honor and like how people outside like and then the side story is like okay so i built a giant roomba and it's gone berserk help me. <laughs> like, what the fuck yeah <laughs> like how did how do these two forces come into balance I so it know. sounds like they're they're maintaining tone 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that was the same way in Zero. Yeah. Is it kind of like a juxtaposition of like serious tones and like lightheartedness or does it feel to you like in any way that like they're padding the content or do you really actually enjoy the side content too? Oh, the side content is excellent. Yeah. So the main content takes itself very seriously and you may occasionally run into silly characters or your main character may, you know, be a little bit like silly in a given situation. But Mm -hmm. if you follow the main story, it's a very boilerplate, like, this is the story of a criminal, you know? Uh, you know, you, you you spend some time in the pen. When you come out, things aren't the way they were, you know? Do you still fit in this crime organization? Like, right. that is very down to earth. And it's almost a bit crushing in some moments. Like, it gets very real very suddenly. You're like, yeah. oh, hey, let's go see the guy over at... And then he's just like... Oh, this guy's fucking he died off camera and we discovered the corpse. It's like, oh sh and then yeah, you, you go ahead and you uh you know you, you do a, a a fight scene against four Yakuza toughs in diapers as a side story. And it's like <laughs> that's yeah, this this makes sense. This is all gelling correctly for me. I like that they, they maintain that though, because like like a or um Yakuza Zero had um like a wandering pervert. It was just a guy mm. in his underwear. Um, yes, there was plenty of interactions with him across a bunch of different cutscenes, and like like you're saying, massive tonal shifts. It's just like crime overarching plot underlying. I I really like the way it's portrayed. Sure, in, in those games where it's just like um, you get invested in the serious parts of it, and the non-serious parts don't necessarily detract from that. I feel. Um. Because it, it actually manages to balance this toggle where at one point there is like there's two protagonists in Zero. And you're just like, oh, they're like having a mini car racing game thing, like little RC car microcontroller things um, as, a, as a little miniature thing. And then they'll just go off and like beat people up. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I I think one of the interesting things and one of the way they sort of manage tone between mm-hmm. a very serious main plot and untethered from, you know, logic side plots is that the people in the side plots conduct themselves very earnestly. It's not like this is weird for everyone involved. It's okay. like it's like you're visiting a very strange person's life where this is just a normal day for them. But to right. you, it's like, the what the... F- like... I love that so much. Like, yeah. like the characters in these silly plots are like, yeah, no, this is normal. Yeah, of, of they course. They play it straight. Yeah. I don't feel pain anymore, so of course I need to bang my head against a tree. And you're like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love stuff like that. It's a good series for that, then. Based oh, yeah. off of the one game I've played and would have, would have heard of this, of Like a Dragon. Well, um, from what I've gathered about the previous game, this is a departure. Yeah, not in and tone and story necessarily, but mm-hmm. it's a departure from the sort of third-person action fighting game, which yes. you with yeah. RPG elements on there. Like yeah. you, you, you like you like level up and like gain like skills and moves and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd get like different skill fighting styles, stances. I think mm-hmm. right, yeah. and it's great. It's really cool to swap between them, and the music changes when uh, you switch stances. There's oh, like okay. beast mode where like the bass comes in 
and things kind of like slow down. It's great. I love it. Royal Guard. Okay. Yeah, it's it's no, very I, I, similar I to that. Actually, in. just had to. <laughs> we haven't had a Devil May Cry episode. If you ever want to, you know, Devil May Cry Five <laughs> just had their special edition come out <laughs> with uh, yeah. with Virgil. So, like, if you guys want to meet again in like a month, <laughs> I will absolutely go in on some Devil May Cry Five. Best game in that series, by the way. Oh, bar none. That's a hot take. Yeah. So what uh, what um, made you pick up uh, Yakuza? You said it's different. Like, in, in what ways is it different than the previous in, in the series? And what was like? This is the one I want to pick up because it's a pretty it's a pretty recent release. But it's not like the old ones that have been like I don't, I don't know if they're recreates like remasters or whatever. But they're definitely kind of making them available in the Western audience where that wasn't done so before. Right. Um, what made you pick pick this one up? So if you were to go on a like a gaming forum like launch of gamefaqs.com and go over to so some yakuza forum and you were to ask the question like hey what order should i play these games in mm-hmm. you will get about like 10 or 11 different answers right yeah. some people will say oh you play yakuza 1 2 3 4 5 6 judgment and it's like okay no you play 3 then you play one, you play zero, you play two, four, five, six. Like coming into a series that's this long running mm-hmm. is intimidating, right? And I, I felt that way about Monster Hunter games for a long time too, right? Like, I like Monster Hunter Three Generations Ultimate. It's like I like how many? Ugh, it, it, it's, yeah. it's like it's like you're facing a monolith. It's it's like when someone asks hey i want to play final fantasy 15 do i have to play the other 14 first you know <laughs> and the answer is yes obviously <laughs> so i've always felt more comfortable when a game series sort of establishes itself like, like establishes an entry separate from the rest of the series mm-hmm. right so we have yakuza well, i should say one through six but it's actually zero through six with a couple right, of remakes yeah. in there but now uh, they're saying, okay, this is Yakuza Like a Dragon. And sure, it's marketed as Yakuza 7 in Japan, but they're saying, like, hey, this is a separate entry. This is a this is a new main character. We don't have, you know, Stoneface Kiryu uh, on, on the front cover. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, we're, we're trying something different, new character, similar settings, similar ideas, but, like, new combat system. Like, I felt comfortable enough that, like, I could jump in here and not be like, oh, well, I didn't see the the Goro Majima storyline from right. four, so I don't have context for this scene. There's much less of that. Majima I, is amazing, though. Go, uh, go back and check his stuff. Yeah. He's so good. Once you, uh, once you start getting into the deep parts of this main story, though, like, it's obvious that they are playing on some of those previous entries. Like, you right. start to get into mm-hmm. the more individual stories of the higher-ups of, like, the different crime families. You have, like, you know, the Arakawas and the Tojo clan and the Omi Alliance, and, like, all that starts to, like, you feel like you're hooking into something that's already existed. Right, yeah. Playing the other games might help with that, but it still presented itself in an earnest enough way that I'm like, you know what? I think I can jump in here. I think if I'm going to enter the series, why not try to enter in at this sort of fresh point? Right. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's been really fun though. Um, yeah, 
that that's, that's what made me buy it at least and then in playing it i discovered that i really enjoyed the way it played too which i could talk about now if you want to me joe i don't <laughs> want to steal the thunder of you asking questions or anything it's an interview right? <laughs> I, mean, I think the next question was going to be like mechanically how is it different like how does it play out for like your day-to-day missions let me give you a a, a, a really quick synopsis of your main character um he is he is the 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 mirror image of Kiryu in a mm. sort of like funhouse mirror, <laughs> right? Okay. Like there are a lot of things they share in common. There are a lot of things that they have different. They're both like very focused on, you know, the sort of crime family and honor and like keeping of tradition. Like they're they're all they're all very honor based. Where but Kiryu is sort of like a like stoic. I, I I'm going to go beat the man. Yes, and yeah. Ichiban is like big of heart, dumb of ass. Is, is <laughs> awesome. um, he's he's it's it's just a really zany main character, and his story is that like he grew up in a brothel and he didn't like to be among brothel people, so he stayed in his room all day and played Dragon Quest. So he sees himself <laughs> as a JRPG hero. Is it actually Dragon oh my Quest? God. Like he name specifically brand. says Dragon Quest. Okay, that's specifically great. say that. So, and he, I don't want to get too much into theory. I don't want to get in the weeds of why the game plays <laughs> the out. Multiverse. In the weeds of weebs, yeah. In the weeds of weebs. In <laughs> the first, like, five minutes of gameplay, your character takes some blunt force trauma to his head. Like a guy a guy with, like, brass knuckles, like, uh-huh. blocks him. From that right. point forward, the game is a JRPG. Now, I'm not saying <laughs> he got he got head trauma and it made him visualize the world as an RPG, but like, I think uh, that's kind of what happened. I think he's kind of he has brain damage and no one's addressed it. It's like that's yeah, a great take on it and introduction too. Yeah. yeah, and his friends like he has a friend because you know you always have like the the side character like I'm going to narrate your char- your personality at you because you're a new character. Um, right. He even has a friend that's like, I know you could just beat this guy's ass. Like, you you have this guy outmatched. Why do you wait for him to punch you back? Like, why do you idle animation? Right. It's like, and your character's like, I think he should get in his shots, too. I think we should take turns. I think we should just, like, try to hit each other. Like, try to... He's so stupid. <laughs> he's, just, he's just holding back and not actually fighting these guys. These other people are attacking as much as they can. He's just, you know, well, yeah, I weaving mean, shots in the middle. <laughs> For some reason, when they fight him, they also respect JRPG rules. Right. I don't know why. It's an honor thing. It's it's Japan. Yeah. So I've danced around it for a little bit. It's a JRPG. It's it's not a third-person action game. Mm-hmm. Um straight up there's really no nuance to it there are like very minor things that might be callbacks to the way the game used to play like sometimes if you go to attack somebody and they happen to be next to an object your character could pick up sometimes they'll attack with that instead right yes like they'll like they'll like modify their own auto attack to like include the environment but like it's a a full mode yeah That, that was beast mode Oh, that and, was and zero. Is you would kind of like crouch down, like you're like half sumo wrestler stance, and then if there was like a motorcycle or a bicycle or literally anything near you, and you made an attack, you would pick it up and hit them with it. Right, and it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it 
Not fun for the stroller you picked up, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> that kid will never so, be the same. How do you uh, how do you feel about it from like a JRPG like position? Because I I haven't played a ton of JRPGs. We right. specifically <laughs> what was what was our one exception, Dave? That we were saying was what we covered as a JRPG. Here we're just like here's the first JR. It was like a joke. This. This is the first JRPG. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is the joke. All right. Self reference. Oh, my episode's a joke. Cool, guys. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I really fucking yeah. appreciate it. Okay. There's been I like, where we talk talking. of Persona 5, but I am I never got into JRPGs as a whole, okay. but everyone says it's really good. I know you guys have both played through it and love it. So here's the thing you should start with this game. Yeah. Because as a JRPG this... entry? Yes. So if, if you like. If you have any any curiosity about the Yakuza setting, but JRPGs are a little too like unhinged as a concept, like this is this they is are. the place to start. <laughs> I, it, I agree that they are. <laughs> so it's funny that you brought up Persona because I was going to make a lot of comparisons to Persona for this. Um, really? Okay, so Dave, did you touch Final Fantasy fourteen at all? Was there, I was think there, like there a was a time trial? when everyone was getting into it where I did like the two week trial. Yeah. To see. You went like Archer or something, right? Archer? Yeah, it was full like uh, stealth Archer, just kind of like hang back, right click some <laughs> stuff. Don't have too many actives. Right. Um, okay. So um, but this, this is a good parallel then. Um, a lot of old school JRPGs would have it so that your character could switch their job. Right. And right. I think this was a limitation of the earlier games. You're just like, oh, I want to have different classes, but I don't want to introduce all these different characters for all the different classes. Just have the have the ability for them to just switch class if they meet requirements or maybe even not. Right. Right. You um, always have a healer or whatever. You can fill. Right. Yeah. And they're kind right. of stuck doing that. And when the Persona series came out and became popular, uh, you would often have the protagonist be able to switch their persona. Yeah. Right. The the, the protagonist the wild was, like, card. was like the full Arcana and could just be yeah. like, I can capture Persona like Pokemon, and I can switch. <laughs> and then each Persona would have like different stat breaks. The Personas themselves would have levels, and then they would sort of give those abilities to the character, right? Because that was the Pokemon you had out, mm-hmm. right? It's you, kind of an excuse to have more depth on the protagonist too, and you didn't have to worry about other characters. As well. Right. Right. Yeah. And it it lets people not feel pigeonholed by their character their main character their protagonist like oh you're this is your character and they play this way no other way yeah i picked bulbasaur as my starter persona <laughs> and and I, never, I never caught another persona it was just bulbasaur <laughs> to the end um yakuza plays like that and it's very odd to say that yakuza is persona six but um <laughs> that would be odd to say. That would be odd to say. I'm not going to say it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so there are two levels, leveling systems in the game. You have your character level, which is just your character gaining base stats. Um, some characters gain more stats in one direction. Some people are just more natural magic casters or whatever. And they'll mm-hmm. get more int and MP rather than like HP strength armor, right? So characters have a sort of natural predilection towards different stat builds, right? Right. Sort of like neutral stat gain and like Dota or something, right? But then you also have... Oh, I should I should say, um, characters also get abilities based on themselves, 
right? Like, so if if you're if you have a character with a specific background, they might have abilities or passives or something related to who they are as a person, not necessarily what they do. Like, right. they're uh, stuff. Um, there's a character Nanba, and um, you're introduced to him, and he is a guy who's been living on the streets for a while. Like he is homeless. He 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 does not have any set residence or job. He just makes enough money to p- feed himself and keep going, essentially. And he has abilities related to that background, you know. So, um, yeah, your character can level up in that way. But they also have a job system, not too different from Persona, not too different from Final Fantasy fourteen, where you can like level up different jobs. But this job system is so on the nose it's actually almost irritating but it's actually endearing in order to change your job you have to go to the unemployment office (laughs) and they're like we we, i think we have a job opening for a chef and you're like chef it is and then you get in the next combat oh going back to the character has brain damage theory um so random encounters are you just see people on the street who are like in a like in a posse and they're like looking threatening and like if you get too close to them it starts a battle right like dragon quest like dragon exactly (laughs) like dragon quest so as you approach them they seem like relatively normal people they might have like gang merch on or whatever but they're people on the street they're normal people but when the battle starts your character almost imagines that they they almost like transform into more threatening versions of themselves. (laughs) Like they'll get like red eyes and like their outfit will change. And a guy who was like, maybe like two thirty pounds, five eleven, turns into like a seven foot, like 400 pound (laughs) bruiser with like a sledgehammer. Like (laughs) they start LARPing from reality. But also your characters transform themselves as well so that they have a full outfit corresponding with their current job oh so like if you're <laughs> if your character's like okay you should pick up a job as a chef battle starts and suddenly he's got the tall hat on he's fighting of dual spatulas like <laughs> completely unhinged and then the combat ends and it's just like i guess we'll just you know have our regular clothes on i guess like <laughs> <laughs> This is basically what I'm deriving from this is like how much importance uh, Japan puts on career, uh, <laughs> like in like for personal development, personal identity, right? It's just like, oh, peak you. That's just you at work. <laughs> you <know? laughs> that's just, you know, you, you are your resume out there on the streets, you know, <laughs> even mm-hmm. if you're homeless, you can contribute to society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking of making that joke since you were opening this job system and your just your description was like and you have this guy who's a homeless guy. Right. And he has no skills. <laughs> He's exempt from the system entirely. <laughs> He's a throwaway party member. <laughs> so the funny thing is, like his job when you start off is homeless man. <laughs> like that's his profession. I don't know how that is, but yeah. Low income job for sure, right? So like, I was gonna go ahead, go ahead. So somewhere along the way, you mentioned that um, certain people have different scaling for stats. Whether that's like sure the typical breakdown: strength, agi, magic. Yeah. How does magic look in this game, as far as like MP or whatever that meter is for usage? Okay. 
let's use the example of Nanba, the homeless dude. Okay. Now, in my game, I noticed that he had high-ish and he had like slightly more MP. Is it even called MP? It might be SP, uh, Japanese games. I don't know. Yeah. He had slightly more magic resource than the yeah. other people in my party. And I was reading job descriptions for him uh, over at the unemployment bureau, which is never not going to be funny to me. <laughs> and um, there was a there was a job description for a chef, and it's like you know attacks with magic flame based attacks, and later on gains access to like cutting attacks, like with like cutlery and knives and stuff. So I picked it up, and he had an ability called like like flame roast or like flambe or something. And I'm like, oh, let's see what this magic spell looks like. So I select my character. I select Flambe. I select a target. He like runs up. He pulls out a creme brulee torch and goes. The homeless guy job has a pyro belch where he'll like he'll like take a swig of gasoline and right. like, have the lighter and just like psh, like sprays a stream of fire out his mouth. It's magic attacks done in an extremely mundane fashion. It's like it it doesn't. There are a couple exceptions where it breaks the complete frame of plausibility, but they try Mm -hmm. to like narrow it down to be almost like normal. Um, For example, lightning at lightning as an element is normally like, oh, you have a taser or like a cattle prod or something, right? Like, Hmm. yeah. You know what's what's funny about this is this this actually reminds me in a lot of ways as you're describing this of south park stick of truth okay which is not a comparison i was expecting to like but it's the same sort of setup where there's like the fantasy elements right that you expect and it's all implemented in a mundane way that's an apt description i that's actually pretty that's pretty on that's pretty smart yeah Hmm. I mean, they're completely different games or nothing alike, but, <laughs> but they, yeah. It's it's like, okay, so if you get into like the, the minutiae of just trying to like be an optimal player and you're trying to look at like, like this does the most damage, this is an AOE attack, this has this element, sometimes you like forget how silly the game is. And right. for me, I've just had moments of clarity where I would be in the middle of a boss fight or like fighting several dudes. And I'm like, oh, this lady has an AOE slicing attack. Let me try that. And it's really effective. But you look at the actual attack animation and she just like pulls out like a handful of thumbtacks and just like <laughs> overhand like chucks them at people. It's like it's if you just want to break it down to be mechanics, it's, it's a fine game, but mm-hmm. it presented in such a silly way that I can't help but like smile just thinking about some of the different characters. It seems like they took like a heightened extreme of over-exaggerating the enemies you're facing into yeah. the fantasy setting and then taking the fantasy of like the special cool magic attacks for the RPG. And they're like, what do you got around the house? It's probably something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a character who's like sort of an optional character only if you like max out a very specific mini game because because I guess. Um, yeah. and her default job is clerk like she, you she she worked at a business as like a or like a manager secretary type thing and her attacks are just like I have thumbtacks I have this paper cutter I found in the office <laughs> like 
Yeah. That's funny. It actually sounds, it sounds like it's even more into the realm of absurdity than like Yakuza Zero. Because the closest thing there was just like um, uh, a breakdancing fighting style that that, uh, Majima had. And that was about it. And that's kind of like a real thing, too. You know, like, are you talking about about the breaker class? Yeah, yeah, it's basically that. Because there is a breakdancing class in this game. (laughs) I'm glad that that's still there. Yeah. The thing is, like, okay, uh, uh, this isn't going to do great for the audio podcasts, but um, I'm going to send you guys. <laughs> I'm going to send you guys some pictures real quick. So there yeah. is a character um, that you meet pretty early on. He's sort of like the grizzled old detective. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you, okay, so I don't, I don't want to spoil too much, but it's a Yakuza game that starts with you going to prison because oh, I, I think that's, I think that's pretty standard. Um, much like uh, elder scrolls (laughs) yes yes uh definitely exactly like elder scrolls oblivion or sky yeah yeah as a prisoner is a standard thing in elder scrolls criminal in those universes huh yeah thanks (laughs) it's it's a reformation story it's getting back on your feet skyrim (laughs) you have this like very serious guy and you get out of prison he's like hey you're gonna help me i mm-hmm. i, I don't want to have to force you but i am a cop i could just harass you and the next time you step out of line you can go right back to the slammer or you can help me. he's a very right. serious guy trying to unravel a major criminal conspiracy based around the corruption of like businesses and the police in japan right mm-hmm. And then you assign him the job breaker and he gets a silly hat and a jumpsuit <laughs> and he starts fronting like, <laughs> on people as combat starts. Oh my gosh. Like, this might just be a Capcom game. <laughs> it might be a Capcom game. Yeah. You That's might just uh, you might just slap into like the unarmed uh, what what are what are they called in Devil May Cry that I'm talking about again? Like the, 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 the Fisticuffs one? Yeah, was it like Cerberus? It wasn't Cerberus, was it? punching things yeah i don't don't know um it's it's hard to take this game extremely seriously but the main plot is very serious and yeah that's it's just very endearing to me (laughs) Mm -hmm. um that was definitely the case with uh like yakuza zero as well like the characters were um apparently like uh because this is for majima's storyline right it depicts him like pre- like psychosis crazy give me a son yeah Yeah. Um, it was chan yes not chan and uh there's hilarious compilations of that but because of that like the story is very incredibly serious right like life or death serious um with really cool arcs and things like that and then all of the side quests were just like everything we're describing um i something that i like from uh, Japanese games, I guess, sure. like in particular, is they seem to be like more comfortable in that space because yeah. they they moved like this is a fighting game, right? Like this is a fighting game series that has like some open world elements, but it's usually kind of smaller, you know, uh, like district based instead right. of like a full city, like GTA or something. And they're like, all right, our whole fan base is in on this. They love fighting games. Like Call of Duty stays a first person shooter, right? <laughs> right. 
And this is like, oh, no, we'll switch the style out to JRPG and just trust that, you know, there's still going to be a market for RIP. Right. So in perspective, that's actually insane. Like, that doesn't make any sense, right? Like, Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um, I mean, they can because it's again, it comes back to like, it's the characters in the style. So like, if you can like transmute the specific implementation or mechanics, I feel like that stuff still kind of carries through. Because it sounds like for what Dan's saying and what Jake's saying, it they haven't changed a whole lot as far as the things that you love about it. Like that that core piece seems to still be there. I think that's accurate. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, it's like for me though, I really enjoyed the fighting styles and you know, like there was like counters and like you built you built a heat meter and all that stuff and like Yakuza Zero, and I enjoyed getting good at the the fighting aspect. You know, so you got to the point where you're like stomping your way through fights because you just were better at the game, which I never reached, obviously. But <laughs> theoretically, you could get there. I, um, I forgot one of the RPGs I was going to compare this game to. Okay. Um, you guys ever play any of the Paper Mario RPGs? Yeah, in 64. So uh, the Paper Mario RPGs, when you did special attacks, it would often come with a timed like button press or like like a very a very short oh, like, yeah. mini game mm-hmm. yakuza does that for their special attacks like okay. like your character is winding up a punch and you're like mashing square to try to put more power into it before he like clobbers somebody right, right. or like you know your character is doing like some like very specific like nice slashes and you need to like time the button presses your enemy goes to attack you and you, you can like time a guard like as they as they hit to like reduce the damage by half right it's got it's an rpg but it still has active elements to it where like you can't be like oh it's their turn i'm gonna like you know you know have a have a sip of coffee or whatever like you need to like (laughs) it's their turn they're hitting you with five attacks if they all land successfully you might die so you're like guard guard please guard guard (laughs) and it's like it's like a five or six frame window so you're like you're trying to like read their frame data and yeah. if you start to like fight the same enemy type over and over again, you start to like get used to their move set. Like, oh, he's gonna do a slash slash and then like a stab. I need to know how to da 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 guard that. That definitely like that exists as a um I feel like I don't I don't know for Western games. Maybe maybe a little bit. Okay. But like for, for Japanese games, quick time events have never they've always been trying to make them work for yeah. like forever in some capacity. Yeah. Right. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I think like FromSoft's first game was notorious for like quick time events. Um it was before Demon Souls. Demon Souls, right. Yeah. It was before they did that. But the um uh as you did like describing these like like you take a JRPG, which is kind of a slow pace, right. usually thinking game, and you're like, yeah, now there's like gunblade prompts where you're like, okay, I made the attack and I hit the button at the same time, <laughs> all this other stuff. Um, are you trying? Are you trying to like sweet talk me by bringing up Final Fantasy? VIII? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I was just saying it's also a Japanese game. It is a Japanese so. game. That's accurate. They've been incorporating quick time like things that's, for that's forever. Good read. Yakuza is a Japanese game. I... Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the I, I don't want to pivot too hard here, but obviously the counterpart to the series is Mafia, which is the, <laughs> right the American version of the game. Yeah. A lot, a lot more, I, a lot more shooting the man with the gun in Mafia. Tommy Gun, yeah, yeah. 
I don't have a lot to say about Mafia. Actually. I have nothing I to say about Mafia. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm not gonna go there. I remember <laughs> being okay. old, and it's Rudy Tootie Shooty, and there's some like Italian guys. I think that was true. There was a lot of Italian guys. You just described like an entire genre of movies. Ask me if I'm a fan. Um, yeah. Godfather. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's it's weird for me to think of. Um, like I, I like JRPGs. They are like immensely, you know, time consuming. I don't play a whole lot of them. It's usually an occasional thing. So like Persona 5 was the last one I really played. Sure. Um, and maybe the first one. I, play. Like, I don't know. It's not that many. Right. Um, but it sounds like since I already like Yakuza and the, the universe, this would be a good game for that. Um, I still have like some. I like the fighting. Yeah, like trepidation or something. I like the fighting. Yeah. Like I like having counter options and going through beating a bunch of people up. And I wonder if like it I I basically where I'm getting at. I spent a lot of time in Yakuza Zero. Sure. And it was a real time game where the reason it was taking me a long time was just because I was having trouble beating people up as quickly as I wanted to. <laughs> I'm concerned that if they slowed that down even more, right. like a turn based thing, if it would actually just take a lifetime to, to finish the game. It could. <laughs> it depends on your definition of finish. Like, are you trying to do every side quest? Are you trying to level up everyone's character level to max? How about every character's job level to max? Like, a JR- this isn't a JRPG that if you want to make it your no life, I play this game and nothing but this game this year, go for it. Knock right. it out. But I honestly think, like, if you were to just focus on, like, I want to beat this game, I don't think it'll be any longer than any other Yakuza game. Yeah, it's, it's just going to be, this is not the Yakuza games you're necessarily used to. You know, that there mm-hmm. are going to be these new elements that, uh, that you know, differentiate it. And right. uh, you, you just need to you need to sort of adapt to the idea that like, yes, this is the setting. Yes, this is the tone that I love from this game. But it's not it's not those games like it. Right. It, it stands alone as its own thing. And uh, yeah, I, that's why I like it, though, because it, mm-hmm. it's 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 like you said earlier, it's insane from a marketing perspective to <laughs> be like we are this third person action game for the last eight entries. Oh, now we have an RPG though. <laughs> yeah. I, my first entry, I was like, all right, I'm getting used to the combat. I'm getting better at the game. This is a skill set that will carry me through the rest of my experiences in this series. <laughs> okay. Now we're doing RPG. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just grind out mementos. I actually, I want to, I want to harp back to something that Dave said earlier. Uh, Dave, you mentioned how it sounded like they were turning, they basically played with the mundane into magical and the magical into the mundane. Yeah. Um, so a lot of JRPGs have the concept of summons, right? Like you find the magic crystal that sinks you with Shiva and then like you can cast it in combat for massive damage for a big MP cost or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Never stops being a boss fight from that point on. <laughs> yeah. There are summons in Yakuza like a dragon. <laughs> you, you you call them <laughs> you ring them up on your phone you're like i need you here <laughs> and then a guy shows up or a legion of crawfish or a man in a diaper or a giant roomba you just <laughs> you have them on speed dial oh my gosh 
and uh, there look if if you were to just let me sit down in a room and let me space out for a few hours there's a lot to talk about with, with yakuza like a dragon but i can't possibly think about them all i can't remember everything i've experienced because there there are so many side quests that each have their own little flavor and feeling and yeah there are like seven eight mini games that are all fleshed out and have their own progression yeah there's a there's a kart racer in this game like and there there are there are characters that are very passionate about their kart racing and like they hold grudges and they're like they challenge you to special matches in the kart racer like and there's a a progression system for your kart buy new carts upgrade your carts and yakuza doesn't have to do that but it fucking does (laughs) i like when they always like I say they always. I like when games uh, add in little things you can do. Yeah. So like maybe you're playing with somebody, or maybe you're like this overall genre is not my entire thing, but it's recommended. I'm enjoying it. But and then they like pepper in like a little bit of something else that you do know and love, whether it is cart raising or like a fighting thing, or maybe it's just fucking pachinko. Sure. Maybe it's chopping wood in Shenmue. Just kidding. Oof. But <laughs> like when they add little other hooks to get you in it just because mm. yeah. if you find one you love yeah. it it doesn't feel like oh i have to go do the side stuff you're like where's the next one on the map <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was um in yakuza zero there's an optional entire optional system which was managing a cabaret club it was literally just like you like have hostesses and they'd come out and like talk with the customers and you'd be matching them to tables and be like, oh, this person, there was like different hand signs for like the person wants a towel or like a new glass right. or something. And they would just show you the hand sign and you had to like real time to like catch it and then send the proper service to that table. And I'm Damn. like, this is a fighting game, right? <laughs> like I spent a lot of time in the cabaret club management Um it was it was dumb. All right, so what's the split for you guys? Do you enjoy more so the active mechanics aspect or is the story? Which one feels like the real game for you? Which one is the, the I think in I between? Have, I have I have an answer while Dan thinks. Uh, for me, the like defining aspect seems to be the story. Like that's the the central core that runs through Yakuza, and the reason they could split off into. Who knows what next genre? It'll be like a visual novel. First-person shooter. Yeah, first-person shooter. Yakuza <laughs> and Supergiant are going into first-person shooters, calling it now. But, uh, I don't know. Mechanically, is all over the place. I don't know if I can choose one. It's it's like you are, you are a character, and there are two... At least for like a dragon, there are just two forces that are just this is the seriousness of the story and the and the the weighed down parts of the game and the human experiences. And then there's the other side of the battlefield, which is unhinged nonsense. And you live in that middle. And I really don't feel like one makes sense about the other. I think I think I can't choose. It's 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 a it's a peanut butter and jelly. It just it. It's tasty, you know. It is nice good. to dip back and forth. Oh, I sure. Think. And, you spend and, a lot of time on the serious stuff, and you're like, "I just saved this person. Like her life was in danger. We had this whole like 
one thing I, I was talking about is I love how slow Yakuza can get like during cutscenes and stuff. Right. Because like in Japan in particular, they're less in a rush to just sure. next flash, next flash, next flash. You have to be cutting every two seconds. Right. And that, that slow burn I love. And then once you're done with that, you can be like, wow, that was really impactful. I'm going to go manage my cabaret. <laughs> well, the thing is, the game knows how to use that against you. Like, um, it it's not entirely obvious when you enter a given scene, like, is this going to be a serious scene or is this going to be a blah, 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 blah scene, uh-huh. you know? And there's like there's like a point where you're you're like on the street and there's just like a really distressed looking guy in front of a building, like looking up at it like it's almost on fire or something. And you're like, hey, uh, what, what what the hell's up? Is this everything okay? It's like I heard somebody screaming in there. I, I, what if it's a, what if it's a killer? What if it's a robber? And it's like, oh wow, that sounds pretty serious. I'll go check it out. I'll take care of this. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna maintain the peace on our streets. And you like, you kick down a door, and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of naked, naked guy, the Yakuza guys in diapers again. Like I don't know. How <laughs> <laughs> It was just a, it was like, it was a, like a 47 year old guy covered in tattoos on his back going, (laughs) (laughs) it's the Rick roll of Yakuza. It really is just guys. Right. There's like, here's this serious hook. JK. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, you, you meet a character who's like, you can call me Mr. Masochist. You're like, oh, you're a silly character. But really it's like, I can't feel anything anymore. I wish I could feel pain. I wish you could hurt me. But you can't. <laughs> I don't feel anything. It's like, holy shit. What? <laughs> Damn. But it's okay Damn. because that storyline ends with you hooking him up with a dominatrix that can finally make him feel. It's a happy ending. You know what's funny about this? is I th- This may be a recurring subplot because this also happens in Yakuza 0. Yeah. Apparently matching masochists to like dominatrix is uh, that's, just that's, recur- maybe it's the maybe it's the core theme I was gonna that's a real problem over there i don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's one pr- like side quest producer that's like this is my storyline <laughs> what are you gonna do this game <laughs> a guy who can't feel that gets beat up by prostitutes okay great good everybody else everyone's named like hideo <laughs> and like takashi and stuff like that and then there's one guy on the dev team a writer named clark <laughs> and he's like in the snm plot line. right yeah clark does really good work we, we should give him this yeah <laughs> I'm going to make a fun comparison here. Sure. Undertale. So, okay. <laughs> it's because this game or the game series seems to balance the serious and the lighthearted. Okay. So like when you're starting out in Undertale, it's it starts out kind of spooky. You meet Flowey, you're like, "What the fuck?" And then you meet Toriel and you're like, "Okay, things are light and easy peasy." And yeah. then she dies and it gets serious again. And then it, it keeps going back and forth between like, hey, here's the zany character and hey, uh, people have died. Um, somebody wants to take your soul to like free an entire species, right? You go, that's some pretty fucking heavy shit. And then it gets light again. It, ju- it just kind of has this up and down that like keeps you invested for either parts. By the way, spoilers for people who haven't played Undertale yet. <laughs> we'll throw it in the description. At the oh, beginning. okay. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler warning. It's December of 2020. If you haven't played Undertale, 
<laughs> Look out. We do actually have, we put it in the description at the beginning, whatever games are going to major spoil or minor spoil. Okay. But, so we'll just Harry put it Potter there. Harry Potter dies. <gasps> Whoa. Well, I mean, all men and do. Harry Potter, I guess. <laughs> Let me type this out. Sorry, no, <laughs> yeah, in the notes, HP dead. Potter Undertale. <laughs> Ironically, we haven't spoiled much for, for Yakuza, actually. I'll, I'll spoil anything you want me to. I, I'll, I will get into the guts of the story if you want to. No, I, I don't think we have time. <laughs> we're, at like, we're at like a probably four minutes we'll start like wrapping stuff so jumping into the story of a series that's been going on for like a decade at this point might be a bit much <laughs> that's fair but but yeah dan you said that this was like introducing a new character but does it yeah. actually tie back to main stuff as far mm-hmm. as you know like is it in universe still yes i'll say yes okay this game definitely takes place after yakuza 6 the okay. game starts in like 2002 but your character goes to jail for 18 years and then he gets out and he is in a culture shock. He's like, what the fuck is a smartphone? Like it comes out in 2020. That's pretty bad. <laughs> well, like I think yeah, right. 2019, or 2019, like whatever. But like he comes out in modern era and he's like, I don't, how does stuff work now? <laughs> um, yeah, but there are tie-ins and especially as you get later in the game, you know what? You said I could spoil, right? Yeah, you could do minor stuff. My, we'll stick, stick with like minor spoilers, stuff that won't. My playthrough was halted by a boss fight against a returning series character. Ah, uh, okay. Ooh. Yeah. Thanks, Majima. <laughs> I don't actually know, but I'm, I can assume. <laughs> I hope it is. I hope it is. Yeah. I don't actually know, so that's do you not want a me to spoil it. No, no, that's okay. fine. We'll leave it. We have some diehard Yakuza fans amongst the uh, four people that listen to the podcast. <laughs> you have some diehard Yakuza out in the audience. Just like, <laughs> right. Guys have full dragon tattoos on their back. By the way, your main character does not have a dragon tattoo on his back. He has a dragon fish tattoo on his back. <laughs> so, so is the title like a dragon? Because it's like, it's not he's a dragon. It's like like a dragon <laughs> i know i know you're it's not comparing the, him to a dragon i know you're bringing out this like jerry seinfeld stand-up skit voice when you, uh-huh. you're right yeah accurate okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean the advertisement for the game at least in the west i again i think it's just yakuza 7 in mm-hmm. in japan or like yakuza 7 dragon or something like um it's mother four i think a yeah. lot yeah it's 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 homebound um <laughs> when this game was advertised it would it would sort of flip through like a dragon like a chef and it showed a guy with like a spatula attacking <laughs> like an enforcer it has a guy with a riot shield yeah your characters like a lot of things but not quite <laughs> that's just his job okay i haven't unlocked I feel like- the dragon job yet but i'm working on it i'll, I'll get there that's definitely prestige that's that's some of the the end game stuff <laughs> new game plus you can become a dragon <laughs> you've earned it here is your zippo yeah uh, it was zippo or something i was imagining just the guy with the flamethrower you're just like oh yeah dragon like <laughs> i feel like the the game would have been received a little bit differently or first impressions would have been a little bit different if it was yakuza like a homeless person right? like, <laughs> yeah that would probably be different but your character is not the cool guy in with a family great high standing kiryu mm-hmm. he is a 
guy who was like a, a shitty con artist on the street that invoked the name of a mafia boss when he was getting beat up by other mafia to try to save his own hide. And uh, okay. the other mafia boss came by and bailed you out, basically ensuring that you served the guy for your rest of your life, right? Gotcha. Like, oh, I work for I work for the Arakawas. And the guy's like, are you serious? And he calls <laughs> up Arakawa on the phone. He's like, I got one of your jabronis here saying that he, you're the reason you're the reason he did this terrible thing. The guy comes over and bails you out and you're like, okay, I'm a street rat, but like, I'm going to rep you. Nobody thinks you're particularly good. You're not great at being a Yakuza. You have, you have the tendency of in the very early game before you go to prison of being like, Hey, this guy was ripping off kids. Let's take his money and then redistribute it to the children. Here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you're a Yakuza. You keep that money. You bring home that money. You put it on the boss's desk. But he's like, we must redistribute it to the people who were ripped off. We must ensure justice is done this day. I played Dragon Quest as a kid. Like, it's, it's budget Robin Hood. Pure of heart dumb of ass that is your main character <laughs> i will say it over and over again ichiban kazuga i love him i don't trust him <laughs> yeah. i think when you when you introduced him and he's like oh the cops just like strong arm him right out of prison i was like oh yeah curry like curry would have just like gotten the crap beat beaten out of him yeah. and like not given an inch because right. that's literally the character yeah your character would have gotten out of prison earlier but someone badmouthed his boss so we like beat three people near to death <laughs> like your character's like curious kind of cool and collected but when provoked will strike out yeah Mm. is hot all the time and once insulted he's like we're gonna fix this we're gonna (laughs) put him up oh before before we start wrapping anything up though um jake you brought up the cabaret management yeah there is a business management mini game that i spent 10 hours on <laughs> like in the middle of my playthrough, it unlocked, and I'm like, "Oh, let me check this out." And like ten hours later, I was managing five different business fronts, and I was really looking forward to the next shareholders meeting so that I could show off my new characters that I use. Oh, by the way, the characters that you get to like as your employees in this mini game, they're done by a pseudo gotcha system where characters are marked <laughs> like N R S R S S R U R. <laughs> that's funny stupid <laughs> i loved it though i'll be honest i uh didn't really ever play blitzball so that sounds like something that's not up my alley mm-hmm. but like 10 minutes in i did add it to my steam wish list because this game does sound good <laughs> it, really it sounds like something i would really like it's really good it, it, it it's got depths in places that you wouldn't expect it you know yeah. um and i think i feel like if you're a fan of of like if you if you play a game and you buy a game and you're like look i spent x dollars on this game i'm gonna get my money out of worth out of this game i think yakuza will get you there you know and i think if you really fall in love with the systems you can try out completely different party comps maybe you just want to have a party of break dancers like you won't have some utility but maybe that's what you want to do maybe maybe you have everyone play as the role that they start off as maybe maybe nanba just stays the homeless dude Maybe the detective is just a, you know, private investigator or, you know, the clerk stays a clerk. Sometimes that's their best class, you know? Uh, yeah. I, f- I feel yeah. like if you, it, it's, it's a value buy. If if you put the time into it, some games you like, you play for 10 hours and you're like, that was fun. I'll probably play it again in two years or whatever. Nah, right. this, this game, I feel like I could play over and over again. Nice. That's JRPGs though. Oh, <laughs> but, certainly. At, at, at their core if they're good then 
as far as like i i found as i grow older i evaluate games a little bit less on the like dollars per hour but i used to i used to consider games over that jrpgs have very good doubt uh oh, value yeah. per dollar oh yeah um, and then i play like uh blit i'm not blade runner i thought you were gonna say uh, <laughs> what was i gonna what was i gonna play we had an episode. the uh the, the recent the one right before cyberpunk it was something runner ghost runner ghost runner yeah ghost runner it's not a super long game i had a lot of fun with it sure um it was worth the money but yeah no it's a. Uh, it sounds like it sounds like a good uh jrpg entry and a worthy first jrpg episode for, for the podcast <laughs> hopefully this tides people off for the next over for the next three years <laughs> well you know when another jrpg comes out that you guys have a modicum of interest in let me know and we can maybe help <laughs> looks at schedule yeah three years yeah <laughs> yeah i think it's just it's just how long they are right and it feels like um there's so much to talk about like within jrpgs yeah like it's really tough to uh to be holistic in the coverage i think sometimes i think that's Uh, we don't try oh okay (laughs) okay yeah um but yeah any other any any final thoughts uh people life advice life advice uh wu-tang financial um (laughs) no uh invest in tesla or is it too late i don't know <laughs> yeah uh get all your investing advice from our wall street bets that's definitely <laughs> the path to a solid financial future dave shaking his head in the background um i feel like yakuza like a dragon has a solid core and that's fine and good but i think that the small interactions and this like the the shorter storylines and just the the in the moment gameplay is why i regard this game so highly and i could you know i could talk on and on about individual plot lines or you know individual character interactions or side quests but it wouldn't do it justice i think that a large part of the reason i like this game is because it has those little moments and if that sounds like the kind of thing that you would like then yeah, I'd recommend it full heartedly. Nice. Is that enough for you, Dave? Are you are you are you all aboard? Are you gonna play JRPGs? I'm I'm at least curious in checking this out. Yeah. Uh, and as like a, a parting thought, I was thinking, I've heard it said that like if you want somebody to pay attention to what you have to say, uh, you don't scream it through a mic. You kind of just speak at your normal decibel. Let people come to you because uh, they're going to be invested in what you're actually having to say because they have to exert the effort to listen and if you listen to something like yakuza you can hear like a really great storyline across the series or you can hear a japanese man crying like a baby in a diaper (laughs) so you don't know until you put your ear to the street though exactly yeah Yeah. (laughs) whether it's crying baby man or (laughs) (laughs) or plot line across the years yeah that sounds good well uh thank you thank you dan for coming on the episode um it was good i know yeah, we've had you uh, on the list. We kind of like talking about covering different games for a while and stuff like that. I'm glad we could finally um, get you on here. Sure. Um, it's it feels like we uh, have very good coverage of this game, uh, despite like Dave and I not knowing too much about it, like going into it. So, um, thank you again. Yeah, my it pleasure. Was, it was it's good to be here. Yeah. 
Well, I think, is there, I think that's about it. I already asked if there's anything else. So you can't do that again. Is there anything, anything else? It's like, I <laughs> right. give you a good enough closing sound bit. Like, you're like no, it was really good, actually. More content but... out of me. Like... <laughs> So, so, so my concern sometimes is we have an outro that's like too good. It's like, oh, that was too good of a transition. And much like the intro, I like things to not flow that well. Right. <laughs> and as always, we'll see you in the next one. Yeah. Have a good night. And good luck. Rose down. Rose down.